when I got into design, me not knowing those rules was one of the best things because I, I hadn't had the idea, but I wasn't trained in that it can only be this way or, you know, no way. And the most important question for me is always, how do you want to feel, you know, and that should dictate, you know, the layout of that, of that space really. Episode 90 with interior designer and author, Bridget Romanic. Welcome to the Institute of Black Imagination. I'm your host, Dario Calmis, an artist, writer, brand consultant, and generally curious fellow. And each week we bring you a conversation from the pool of black genius to inspire, engage, and help you unleash your own imagination. Hey y'all, it's Dario. Welcome to the IBI podcast, beaming in conversations from the galaxy of Black genius. Today, we explore the mind of Bridget Romanek, one of LA's foremost interior designers. As the founder of Romanek Design Studio, some of her notable clients include Gwyneth Paltrow, Madonna, Demi Moore, and even the queen herself, Beyonce, a fact that we can neither confirm nor deny. Known for her livable luxe Gucci meets Gap aesthetic, Bridget's illustrious career affirms the power and value of the Black feminine gaze, and that space is indeed the place. But let's go back in time. Bridget Romanek entered the world on the south side of Chicago, Illinois to be exact, under the care of her mother, the renowned singer Paulette McWilliams. While her mother traveled around the world performing with the likes of Marvin Gaye and Luther Vandross, young Bridget was always in tow, finding that despite the constant change, there was comfort to be found in the one space she had full agency, her bedroom. The joy she found in crafting her own spaces in turn shaped her understanding of creativity and the importance of one's environment and in many ways shows how present frustrations really set us up for future success. Always seeking to express her creativity, Bridget pursued her own brief recording career and then accidentally launched one of the hottest handbag lines sold to retailers around the world before landing in her current and most expansive iteration, that of interior designer. Now with five consecutive years on Architectural Digest Esteem 8100, along with stints on Ellen's Next Great Designer, Bridget is nowhere close to slowing down. And her first publication, Livable Lux, is now on stands and available wherever books are sold. Our conversation today is full of gems, large and small, like simple, affordable tips on sprucing up your space and how to discover your own design aesthetic to the more existential questions like what does it look like to refuse the expectations of others and how to know when it's time to move on. We are so eager to receive your feedback. Please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast and feel free to share your thoughts about today's episode with us on Twitter and Instagram at Black Imagination. Also, be sure to explore our digital platform at blackimagination.com. 
And here we go. Space Agency with Bridget Romanek. And we're on. Okay. <laughs> My dearest Bridget Romanek. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm great. And welcome to the Institute of Black Imagination. I'm so excited to have you here and so excited to jump into this conversation. Yeah, I'm happy to be here and I'm honored to be here. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. So to start, who would you like to dedicate today's conversation to? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I would say to my daughters and to... um, Gosh. And to new possible interior designers, to, um, gosh, yeah, I would say to, to kids and, 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 and to people in our space who need a little bit of, um, you know, just to hear somebody else in this space and, and their journey in it and to, to, to feel connected and to feel seen because that's, that's, I think in, in what we do as being creatives and being black creatives. And it's nice to, to share that. And so, yeah, I dedicate this to, to them for sure. Amazing. And what are your daughter's names? My daughters are Willow and Isabel. Willow, Isabel, and the up and coming interior designers. This one is for you. So, What's exciting you right now in, what is this, February of 2024? What's exciting you? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, you know, it's really, I'm one of those people who's probably annoyingly happy-go-lucky. So it's more so maybe like what's not exciting me (laughs) because I'm I'm up for it. I'm up for all of it, you know. And um, what's not exciting me would be an easier question. Uh, (laughs) But genuinely, it's so funny being a creative as we are, like I'm really fueled by everything, you know, um, I genuinely am as, as cringy. My daughters would say cringy as cringy as that sounds. I really, really am. I'm, I literally think like just the idea that I can see the color Brown or the color red and, or, you know, the different versions of it. I'm excited. I'm excited by all of it, even the challenging stuff. I mean, listen, I don't always love it in the minute, but I'm, but I'm, I'm here for it. Like, let's go. So, I'm excited. Um, this year for me has started off with a bang. Like I feel like with so many people you sort of hit the ground running. And I think that's with, with projects, with, with life, um, with, and there's so many things coming at us day to day. I feel like so many people I talk to there, we're all experiencing that. And so um, it's been good things. So I feel, yeah, I feel pretty grateful. And I, <laughs> weirdly, I can't believe that we're already, in the second month of 2024. I can't believe we actually made it to the second month of 2024. <laughs> January felt endless. Like, I was like, girl, are we still, like, with this still another week? Um, but I think, like, you, you know, hit, hit, you know, hitting the ground running, I felt like nobody took vacation during the holidays. Everyone yeah. was working. Um, so I think to start, a little bit of ground setting. Mm-hmm. What is interior design now i'm gonna date myself here but i remember 
in the 90s, remember they used to have that, um, those infomercials that would play at like 3 a.m. and they would have that long list of things you could you could you know take classes in and one of them was like interior design right <laughs> i think that was the last time i really saw interior design yeah. so what what in in this like what is interior design well i i honestly had no idea it could even be a career or like what what is this kind of, so i'm with you what is interior design <laughs> you know i think for me it's the bringing together of these elements that are, you know, about the client, about good design and about feelings. And so it's creating spaces for, for people that make them feel good and make them feel supported and, you know, make them feel proud. And that's about, you know, one room or 10 rooms doesn't matter. You know, it's just that you feel really good in your space that when you get through that door that you feel like you are right where you're supposed to be. And um, and it really is your like your exhale moment. That for me is what interior design is. I'm helping to design your life and what's important to you in your life. You know, and I, I genuinely believe that it is for one's mental health as well. You know, you can, you can paint a room a certain color and one person goes in that room and they feel great with that color. And another person will go and like, ah, it feels, you know, it's, it's like, um, you know, claustrophobic for me or, you know, so your environment, you are fueled by your environment, whether one realizes it or not, you know? So that's what interior design is for me. It's helping someone to feel good. And and what are some of those questions that maybe you ask your clients or maybe even people who are listening should be asking themselves mm, about yeah. the space that they want to create? Well, the very first thing for me is how do you want to feel? And it's a funny question because when I was, when when we were working in our house and speaking to architects and speaking to people that we wanted to maybe come in and help us that no one ever asked me that question. You know, it was not, it was not the, you know, it was more about you can do this. You cannot do that. And you can do. And I sat there thinking like, what, what, what are you talking about? And why can't I do that? And, but what if I really want to do that? Is there going to be, you know, an alarm that goes off or someone who's going to come and tell me, I, you know, what is it? And really it was nothing. It was nothing other than these rules about what you could do. And when I got into design, me not knowing those rules was one of the best things because I, I hadn't had the idea, but I wasn't trained in that it can only be this way or, you know, no way. And the most important question for me is always, how do you want to feel, you know, and that should dictate, you know, the layout of that, of that space really. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. So we were having, um, we have a mutual friend, Mark Rattan, who oh. is an incredible designer and friend. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he said the same thing to me, you know, about like, I just, I think about how I want to feel. Yeah. And, for someone like me, who can be a little bit heady, a little mm -hmm. bit cerebral, sometimes mm -hmm. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I actually don't design from a place of feeling, actually. I yeah. design from a place of like, like aesthetic and um, kind of like mix and um, kind of, I don't know, height or whatever. But like, how do you even, how how can you get clients in touch with their emotions? I feel like this is something that many people sometimes don't access. Right. Like their feelings. <clears throat> yeah, it's true. But that's the beauty of bringing me in or someone like me, you know, because that's part of my job to really learn to speak the science of you as best as I, as I can. And I know that doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense, but that's how I think about it because, you know, I'll even look to what I see you come in for the meetings every time <clears throat> you come in, kind of how you're dressed and, you know, the, the materials that, you know, you're, you're wearing. And I think about, I, I bring all of it together. And so when a client and which often happens with like, I, I don't know, I'm just, okay, let's, let's, um, zoom out for a moment. Let's, let's zoom out and zoom back in and zoom out, you know, keep looking at things, you know? So what is it? I look at, you know, he's, he's always like, he loves a hoodie. So he likes to be comforted. You know, he likes something that's cozy, you know? So it's thinking about those things. So then I start to pull out those words. And sometimes when the client might necessarily, might not necessarily know the wording, but if I bring in materials, like, yeah, that feels. And so as you start to piece it together and then you, you zoom out and you start to get a picture, you know, of what, of what you feel it should be, you know, and then from there, it's really great too, because then you're presenting to your clients and then they do start to see like, oh, I do like that. Oh no, maybe I don't like that. And, oh, I love that. You know, so it's, it's my job to really try to understand that. And I think, you know, so many designers, we say like we're therapists as well. And it's in a really cool, yeah, it, and it's true. And it's really in a cool way too, because you are, you know, you're wanting to help support them and help them feel, feel good and feel better. Because we all have so much noise and chaos and all those things. And whether it's good or it's bad, sometimes you just, you need a, you need a minute. And so that's where I come in to help bring that out. You know, I help bring out those things that you might be like, uh, I don't know. And that, and that's fine too, because that is part of my job, you know? And so I love that. I, I love that. I, it's, it's really, it's, it's great. Yeah. Thank you. Actually, you just helped me too. Cause I'm like, <laughs> cause I have this hoodie on. I was like, mm, I guess that does track. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you know, I would love to double tap just, you know, on your own journey into, you know, this design space. But when when did space for you really become a place of creativity, a, a, a place that um, invited a little bit of rule breaking? When when did you realize that environment and space was something that you could actually manipulate control and then really get to the best feeling space for yourself. Yeah. For me, without, without knowing it, that was happening from when I was a kid and it wasn't, it wasn't in a way of like luxury where I could just, you know, this is my room and I want to do all the, you know, I want to paint it. It wasn't like that. It was more of like a survival because, you know, it was my mom and I, and we, you know, she's a singer. And so wherever her work was, was where we went. And so we, we lived in a lot of places and sometimes we had, you know, money to do it. And other times we didn't. 
so we could possibly live in a nice place and then the next month not in a not so nice place. I mean, I changed schools all the time, all the time. Um, it was new people all the time as well. And so really the only thing I could control was my environment. And sometimes when you have less, you have to be really creative. You know, so if it was going to be one thing that I could change, well, what was that? Was that going to be the paint in my room? Or if, you know, or, you know, my stuffed animals, that brought me comfort. I, I just realized that my space was the place that I could create my own universe and in world. So, so that's what I did, you know, and constantly. And I learned about that by way of my grandmother, who I lived with as well, working in a factory and, and they, they made magazines. So she would bring some home. She would bring a few home in the evening. And so I would look at those. And so all of these elements started to come together. And I realized that, oh, you know, a room doesn't necessarily have to be white. Oh, there's something called a, a, you know, a paint technique. I don't know, but okay, let's try that. You know, so I just learned by way of, of reading and looking and just making fun choices for myself. And my mom, who is so creative, she never said no, you know, because she would always say, well, you know, we could, uh, we'll paint it before we leave. She wanted me to have a space like that. So whatever I wanted to do, she was have at it. You know, so if I was, you know, uh, you know, I remember her doing funny, odd things and making funny choices as well as in terms of decor and furnishings. And I remember she had a friend of hers who made, made a, her bed and it was a four poster bed, but it was humongous and it had stairs up to the bed, you know, but she loved it. And it was fun. I mean, it was fun. I mean, the things she would do. And so that made me like, okay, I'll try this too, you know? And so, um, so really it was from when I was a kid, just finding my, 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 um, my safe space. And, and I would like to just slide in here and say that your mom was not just any singer. This was, <laughs> this is the legendary singer Paulette McWilliams. Oh. I, there's a long list of, you know, Luther Vandross, <laughs> Marvin Gaye, like, like yeah. just if you're listening, just Google Paulette McWilliams and get yeah. your life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you're 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 moving around a lot yes. um, and doing a lot of things. But you're originally from the South Side of Chicago. Chicago, yes, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And 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 how and how have these spaces um, and environments really shaped the way you view the world, and particularly now? being an interior designer, like how, mm -hmm. how has, you know, Chicago and then these other various spaces that you found yourself in, how has that shaped your outlook on the ways in which things work together? Well, it opened me up, you know, whether I wanted to make the move or not, you know, because as a kid, you don't always have the choice, right? It's like, we're going kid. Um, it really opened me up and it opened me up because I saw different environments. I saw different buildings. I met different people with different ideas. Um, I saw different uses of color. I, I, you know, I would sit in my room and read quite often because being the new kid all the time, you know, the, the, the making friends can take a while, you know? So, so all of those elements brought me here and to this and, and, I'm grateful to my mom for that now. Then, 
then I wasn't. <laughs> then I was like, no, I don't want to move again. And mom, I didn't, you know, this is too much. And I want to keep the same friend. But I mean, you know, we lived in, and oftentimes I was the only black kid in the school too, you know? So like I, I, we would live in areas where I was the only black kid period. You know, we lived in um, Marin County, which is stunningly beautiful. And, and our home was like on stilts and a, across from Mount Tom Lapias. And so I had never seen anything like that. I had come from the South side of Chicago. And now I'm living in the side of a mountain in a house that's like a, you know, a modern house, you know? Um, so that was okay. And then um, moved to Seattle. <laughs> it was like a, a tiny, you know, little kind of A-frame house. Then it became, okay, we're moving to Palos Verdes. So now I'm living in a, um, a ranch, you know, so it was always changing environments. And then a loft in downtown Chicago with my mom. So the through line there was that we were always changing. <laughs> so, um, and, and now it's cool because it allows me to love so many different styles and eras and, and embrace ideas and bring those together, which is really can be unusual and interesting. So people will say to me like, Oh, you put that with that, with that. I'm like, yep, I did. <laughs> I surely did. I mix all of those things together and I like it, you know? So, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm grateful now. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's amazing. Um, you know, you, you also mentioned, um, once in, in an interview that you feel like the universe kind of set you up yeah. to exist where you are today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to rewind just a little bit, there were a couple of other mm -hmm. careers mm -hmm. that you had leading yeah. up to this. Could you walk us through some of those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was a singer which was really fun. And I liked it. I, I liked it. And I, I can't say though, that I lived for being on stage or any, and I think those, those type of passions require that you really want to give it your all and your everything and, you know, and, and go on tours and all this. And, and I didn't, Love it. I saw my mom do it and I know how much she loves it and how much passion she has for it. And I liked it, but I didn't love it. And then I designed handbags, which was such a crazy, funny thing because it wasn't meant to be a career. I was raising my girls and um, at the time it was Willow and Isabel was on her way, but um, it was a lunch and it was a lunch with a bunch of wonderful friends and, and all women. And they said, you know, this year let's make things for each other. And I have no idea what made me think a handbag would be, you know, the thing that I would make, but I, yeah, I decided on a handbag. And so I started doing a little bit of research and then I went downtown in Los Angeles and I started collecting leathers and skins and, and, just playing around. And so for Christmas, I had made three different styles and I, uh, I, yeah, I gave them as gifts for Christmas. And then the next thing I knew, like, it was, it was crazy. It was really, it was crazy. I didn't plan on it being a career, but they turned out to be sort of the, the biggest handbag of the year. And, and, um, 
it was a crazy few years. I mean, they were in Barney's and Harvey Nicks, the Kierner's of Bet, um, all of those really incredible stores. And I mean, like Kate Moss would call me, I need to get two. And different, I mean, it was really crazy. And then I would see these pictures where Rihanna was carrying one or like Demi Moore had, you know, it was just, it was really incredible and crazy. And, um, and who knew I didn't, I didn't plan, <laughs> I didn't plan that, but that definitely be became a career. And then I was, we were going to move to London for a mark to work on a movie. And my second daughter was coming and I just thought I I'm going to, it's, it's so much and so overwhelming. I think I'm going to shut it down so I can focus on the girls for a little while. And um, yeah, and that's what I did. But then when we moved back to Los Angeles, that's, I decided to have, because I had these bags in my garage and I decided to have um, like a little sale to move the bags. And people started coming in and saying, bags are great. Uh, who did this house? I was like, oh. I did. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was, um, yeah, very interesting with that. Yeah. So that's how people started sort of liking my styles. Oh, <laughs> well, that's interesting. I mean, it makes, it makes a lot of sense when we like look back and we think about one, like, it's like a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's like a, it's like an algebra equation, mm -hmm. you know? You take, you know, moving around a mm -hmm. lot and yeah. your discovery that you could create your own space. Yeah. No matter where you were, you could yeah. create a space that felt comfortable. Yeah. Also, you're existing in multiple types of spaces, right? From lofts <laughs> to houses on stilts to yeah. like, you know, you're going all around. So you're also <laughs> adapting that. And yeah. then, you know, you're a singer, which... You were. You also had a record deal. Like you're, you're yeah. downplaying all of this, Bridget. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow back and to let these people know, like you're, you're really outside, um, and like casually drop that your the bags that you accidentally made are like at Harvey Nichols and Barney's, but that's fine because obviously creativity is just pouring out of you. Yeah. yeah. But I, it sounds like you know the handbags and you know with the hardware, all of these things gave you a real sense. An, an intimacy with materiality, with mm -hmm. color, you know, and then also like living in London. So you're, you know, excited by these incredible interior. Like, I think the interiors in London are like just oh, sick because it's just so drab that the yeah. insides have to look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mind blown. This is some of the negative and things that you see. Yeah, it's so great. You know, so that, so it sounds like absolutely yes the universe kind of set you up and <laughs> i don't know if you know we're very similar in this regard you know i also was a singer and yeah. a performer and you know working as a photographer so i've been I, through a couple of iterations as well and then we both end yes. up in design which is yeah. you know um well something um, <laughs> yeah it's it's my favorite place yeah. to be right but but i think you know there's something there's there's something here, like, you know, okay, so you accidentally became an incredible handbag designer, <laughs> and you had a lot of success. <laughs> yeah. And you were a singer, and although you didn't necessarily love it, you had a record deal. <laughs> when do you know it's time to move on? 
it was so organic. It was never, um, it was never a case of being super, okay, now I'm going to go do this thing. They really happened organically. And I feel very fortunate for that to have happened because that feels a little bit like, um, I mean, that was, that was a lucky place to be, you know, that was really a place to be that I was able to kind of, to go into these, these rooms that were open to me expressing myself. And what I mean by that is like all creative, but in these different spaces that were open to me expressing myself. And that's really what I feel that it is. And so crazy amounts of work, endless amounts of work. Nothing was ever, ever handed to me. Not a thing. You know, it's really pushing and pushing and, um, and working and working and being passionate about it. And, you know, just needing that, you know, that, that, that drive and that, that one yes. Um, and having those things really, continue to be motivation and just genuinely loving it. You know, so <clears throat> if there was a no over here, that's fine. You know, one of some of the, some of the, some of the no's push you, they, they push you further for the yes. It doesn't make me feel like defeated. By the way, it can in the moment, obviously, but then it's like, okay, so then now I'm going to take, I'm going to go this way, you know, and, um, and it was really great because my mom said to me one time, the worst anyone can ever say to you is no. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's true. You know, it's, I, I, it's, I have to choose from there what happens. You know? Mm. Yeah. So. But, yeah, and, the reason I, and the reason I ask is because I think um, many people find themselves in spaces where they maybe are successful, but it's they know there's something else there for them mm -hmm. or something that may interest them. But yeah. because they've invested so much time and people seem to like it and, you know, they call that opportunity costs, right? Like I've invested so much in this. Mm -hmm. And so what is like, what is that conversation? Where is that inner voice? How do you stay still enough to hear and also then have the courage mm -hmm. to shift? Yeah. This sounds really, I mean, it, it depends, but it could sound possibly morbid, but, but it's, it's a reality for us, right? And so <clears throat> we're going to die. That's the one appointment we cannot miss, right? So while I'm here, what am I going to do? You know, and... It's not a long time. It's not a long time. I know days can seem long and things, things can seem challenging and hard. And that's part of our stories as well. But when I die and when I'm, when I'm there, what do I want to look back on and say, at the very least, I gave it all I had? Because you, you can't do more than that. And you have to have joy and, and, and be grateful in that. So... <clears throat> I don't ever want to say, oh, well, I should have, or, well, I wish I would have. 
and that'll happen in some areas, you know, yeah, I, I wish I would have maybe, you know, eaten another Snickers bar if I had, I don't know, <laughs> but for the big things, you know, you don't, you don't really want that to be, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so that was that won't be on your wish I had a list. Okay, but um, sorry, I, guys, just so you know, for listening, I I just had a Snickers bar. And I just showed Bridget the empty raptor. Raptor, oh girl, keep keep going. Yes, we're dying. But but um, but yeah, I mean, thinking about that just made me smile. So, but thinking about it that that way, you know, I I want to know that I did try what I wanted to try and I let go of things that should have be that shouldn't be part of my existence or, you know, just looking at it that way. I don't have a lot of time. What do I want to do? How do I want to spend that time? Who do I want to be surrounded by? What kind of activities do I want to have in my life? What kind of people do I want to have in my life? Um, what experiences do I want to have in my life and, and going, going for those and also having, having, kids and and having you know daughters i tell them all the time i really hope you find something you're passionate about and they know that nothing comes before them nothing comes before them you know like willow called me recently she's like mom I'm, and i'm at work and she's like i i, I need my, i need my hair braided for this thing and i ran home to go, <laughs> to, go to go braid her hair they they obviously they know they come first but it is important that I believe in your way. It's important that I show show them that I have found something that I am passionate about, and am willing to give give it my all. You know, and and whether it works or doesn't work doesn't matter. It's just a, that I have given it everything I can give it, and um, and I'm going for it. And I want them to see that. You know, so I think about that often. That you know, our time here is limited, and. Um, what do I want mine to be? Facts. I'm more Fati. I think about this a lot as well, right? Like, I'm just like, what? What will? I, what will I be on my deathbed regretting? Yeah, that's that. I always fast forward to that yeah. moment. You know yeah. that I didn't say hi to this person. That yeah. I, you know didn't take this opportunity. Um, you know, even though this, you know, my agent's going to throw me out of the window. So sorry. <laughs> I'm actually going to quit acting like today when I signed this contract. So sorry. But like, <laughs> yeah, you know, all you have is yourself. And I think, you know, so many of us are living, living, um, you know, inauthentic lives, right. you know, lives, li lives for our family, lives mm -hmm. for, you know, our community. Mm -hmm. um, and not to be selfish. I don't think it's about being selfish, but I think it's about, you know, just being honest yeah. um, and being curious, you but know, I having also, a little bit of curiosity. But I also think it's sort of the opposite of, of you know, I don't think it's being selfish at all because when you, <clears throat> you're, you're kind of your, your best, you know, when you're, when you're contributing to the world in the way that you see you want to contribute to the world and that, you know, it doesn't always, um, you know, it's not, it doesn't always end like, yes, I got the, the biggest paycheck in the world or something like that, but it's just that energy that is sent out into the world, you know, and that, um, you know, and that joy and that passion is really important. Yeah, of course, we're going to want to be able to pay our bills 100%. <laughs> you know, of course, absolutely. 
Um, but I definitely want to know that people are having joy because that also radiates. And again, another cringy one, but my daughter's like, why you smile at people all the time? I'm like, yeah, why not? I, you know, why not? I, yep. I smile at people. I don't know. Of course. Why not? You know? So yeah, I mean, it's just, hopefully we're in this together. And another thing I think is really important too. And that was, that was shared with me and that I would love to tell, you know, tell young people and tell, um, have people in your life that enhance your life. And what I, what I mean by that is not enhance your life in a way where it's like, yeah, he gave me a, you know, she gave me, or he gave me a new, a new something or that. That's not, that's not it. Just people in your life that make you feel good and make you feel better and are supportive and about, you know, about the things that you want to do and encouraging, you know, about what you want to do and, um, not someone who tells you, no, you shouldn't do it. Why are you doing that? And, you know, people that really support you and, and hold and hold you, hold you, hold your hand through things, you know? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So let's double tap on your real day to day as an interior designer. Yeah. What does a day in the life at Romantic Studio look like? So we start in the morning with meetings and just checking in on all the projects. So I do all of the designing. I'm, um, I know different firms have it set up in, in different ways where, um, in, in my firm, I, I, I want to do all of the designing right now and maybe that'll change, but that is what it is now. But then once all of the design is approved by the client, then it goes to team members who will execute procuring the piece and things that. So we start the day with um, with meetings and just checking in the progress of every project and where that is. Um, and then I will go into meetings and then the team goes off sort of do, do what they do. Um, and then it's usually the day is spent designing or the day is spent um, shopping um, or meeting with clients or possibly meeting with new clients. Um, and then we also check in at the end of the day. I think it, the, the communication and what we do, because there's so many details, is really key. Um, yeah, so the, it's it's pretty much a design all day. And my my studio, we have lots of materials, and I'm always getting new makers to come in and show us what they're doing. <clears throat> and then a couple days a year, we also spend time volunteering um, in different different um, nonprofits because I think. Um, that's important too. But yeah, the day-to-day -day is really in the nitty-gritty of design. And what, and what, and you know, when you say design, what do you mean design? Is it like just kind of shaping materials? Are you all working with architecture firms? All like of All of it. Con contractors, architectural firms with clients, residential, commercial, um, retail, literally if, yeah, if it's um, it's a building. Uh, let's let me go. I'm in there. <laughs> I'm in there. Let me in the, through the front door. <laughs> let me in there. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's really really all of it. But design is so detailed and so specific that um, you know, down to picking the frame on the window or the knob on the door, um, 
all of that, the, the, the heightened design of the trim. I mean, there's so many details in design that it absolutely takes up the entire day. Forgetting the furniture, that's, that's a whole other um, part of the process. But yeah, if it's a new build, I mean, we're in it from the very, very beginning. So yeah, the day is just filled with all of those details nonstop and I love it. And it's putting together different stories and putting together boards for the clients to see. Um, it's going out and like I was saying, meeting makers or bringing them into the studio and hearing their stories, which is, that's the part I love. You know, like when I met Mark, I mean, he's just, he's so much fun and like such, you know, he's just such a joy. So, and his, and his artistry, you can just from his brain into into his hands is you just the, you see the whole story. So I love doing that in my day. Um, yeah, it, it's I mean I could I could do it for fifteen or sixteen hours a day, but yeah, it's every day, every day. <laughs> and are there any specific? I mean, we spoke about Mark, but any, are there any specific artists, architects, or designers that have had a significant influence on your work and your kind of design philosophy? Well, I'm really, art has just, I don't know, I love art. And the more I delve into it and the more I learn and read about different artists and look at their work through that lens, I really enjoy that so much. I mean, I, Honor Titus, what? I, I, I think he's just absolutely incredible. The, the joy in, in his work and his art. I mean, I love um, Ferrari Shepard, um, Mark Bradford. Oh my gosh. I mean, Rothko, the way, the use of color. It, it's, art is just such a huge component and such a great, a great part of the story. Um, I love that a lot. Uh, in terms of makers, oh my gosh. I just had a tour through the B-Zippy the warehouse, which was and uh, just listening to her story is really quite incredible. I could, I could go on. I could go on. That part is so much fun because nothing is, um, you know, you see materials and the way things are used. And a few years ago, you're just like, oh, I thought metal was only for, you know, it was metal was only for this one thing. And now I can see you can use metal on a door frame. You can use metal to make it, to, to construct a fireplace. Oh, tiles are not only for the floor or the bathroom anymore. Tiles are for a table or, you know, I love that. There's a, just the way someone, br someone's brain works. That's what you get in the piece. So it's really interesting, you know, how things are, are brought together and um, in such unusual ways. I mean, there's so many galleries that represent incredible incredible makers and people from all over the world now which is so great nothing's really limited um carpenters workshop gallery future perfect all these galleries are just they're really seeking out makers and artists that are doing unusual things and to be able to place those pieces in homes and they not only serve a purpose but they look you know, they're just so artistic as well. It's fun. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. And 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 in your experience, because you know, I mean, one thing is we don't see many people that look like us. Yeah. In this interior design space, mm -hmm. why why do you think that is? <sighs> that's a that's a that's a big question. I, I think. In part, like I said, I, I I didn't know 
this was a career choice. I, I didn't even, that didn't even, I didn't even know it was a career period. Um, and so <laughs> I really didn't, I had no clue. Um, when my, when, when this person wasn't necessarily even a friend, they just came to my house and they were there for the bags. When they asked me for help, I really shrugged my shoulders and went, okay. You know, it wasn't like, okay, yes. And okay, so I'm going to charge you this and now I'm going to charge you. And none of that was the case. I, I just did it because I loved to do it. And I never looked around at other designers because again, it wasn't like, oh, okay, well then I'll model myself after this one or I will, oh, I really like the work with, I didn't really know. <laughs> you know, I didn't really know. And afterwards, I mean, obviously I knew there were design books and fun things to look at, but they were more like just coffee table books to me. So I started to notice as I did delve in more and more that, uh-oh, <laughs> I'm looking at the work of people that's beautiful work, but I don't see anybody that's black, you know, so hold on, why? And so I started doing research and then I had found um, Daryl Williams, who I think is incredible. And then like Sheila Bridges. And I was, when I saw them, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, okay. But then it was still only a couple and I'm going, well, why? <laughs> you know, um, there's so much soulfulness and, and what we have to bring is, you know, you're welcome. It's good stuff. <laughs> you know, it's really good stuff. So I just, I, I went for it and I was not going to let anything stop me or thinking about that because it's always in the back of my mind, you know, and, and I know for sure I haven't gotten into some rooms because of my, of my color. And I think that didn't make me feel bad though. It, it didn't, but I, I, I won't let someone else's view hinder my road. You know, so I, I felt sorry for them because I, I really thought, and this happened to me very specifically as I was told by someone, I'm so sorry, literally told, um, I'm so sorry. They just can't wrap their head around you doing it. And, um, and I felt bad. I didn't feel bad for me. I felt bad for them because I thought, oh, you're losing out on some great design. So what's next for me? You know, it just, it, nothing was going to keep me from doing what I know I should be doing. And so I just really had my head down and working and working. And, and then someone came to me a few years ago and said, you know, thank you for being in this space. And I cried and I, I walked away and I cried and I cried because that's a shame. That's a shame. So I like to go and speak when I'm asked and to, um, and to say, Hey guys, you know, we're here, we have something beautiful to offer. And if you don't want my design because you don't like my design aesthetic, that's totally fine. But if you don't want my design based on my coloring, then that's too bad for you because you're missing out, you know, and that, that's your problem, not not mine. And so that's the thing that I, I tell people, black and brown people all the time in this, in this space, you know, you step in that room like you belong there. You know, don't, 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 don't think any other way. You, you own that room when you walk in, you know, when you go to present your design and, and you know that you have something to offer. And it's really too bad for someone who 
wouldn't let you into a room because of your coloring. That's, and that's not someone you want to be in business with anyway. But, um, but you keep, you keep pushing and you keep going and you, you be, be sad for a minute or two, but you keep going. You know, you don't, you don't live there. You don't live there. Cause if you live there, you will just feel defeated and, and, you know, and heartbroken. And that's no, 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 no one, no one's going to dictate your story. You know, that's, that's, that's for you. That's for you to do. And someone will say yes. And, you know, and you, and you begin and you, you keep going, you know? And so I'm hoping that in a few years time, when I look around, there's more and more and more of us. And it's, and it's, and it's a level playing field, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for, uh, that time and that day. I think a lot about the ways in which, um, blackness and black life, um, really sits at that place of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in sport and in music, but yeah. rarely do we really get to experience like that you're you're you actually believe in my point of view. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's 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 where you really speak about love. Because yeah. underneath love is trust. And yeah. so that means like you actually it, you trust my point of view. Yeah. That's a very that's a different thing than, oh, I I hope you hit the three pointer. Yeah. So I went on my bet, right? Like yeah. I think it's a very different um, engagement with 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 blackness and black thought and black perceptivity. Um, yeah. Just to, I want to like get into some like kind of nitty gritty interior design things, just so mm -hmm. people can also walk away with some tips. Sure. But first off, how do you define luxury? Oh, I. For me, it's really simple. You're surrounded by things you you love, that you want to be surrounded by. That that's a luxury because so many people, um, you know, might not get to do that. It does. It doesn't matter what it is. It, it's what you want. That's luxury. That that's that's the great. That's the good stuff. You know, that's really good stuff. It doesn't have to mean that because it costs forty two thousand dollars or this or that. You know, that that to me is just stress. <laughs> <laughs> like don't sit there, don't you dare! But um, but no, it really is. It's being surrounded by items that mean something to you. And like I said from the beginning, and I and, and this holds true, just that support you and make you feel good. That's a it. It's it's a wonderful thing, you know. I, I have found pieces that are five dollars, but bring me such joy. But bring me such joy, you know. And so for me, that's. You know, I, I know it's not the proper definition of the word, but that's luxury. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, and then, yeah, being surrounded by things that that you love, and because that doesn't that doesn't happen for everybody, you know. So, yeah. So yeah, that you like, have a, a phrase like Gucci meets Gap. Yeah, you know, you love a little bit of a high low. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that just comes from me, myself. Like I, I, I don't have the budget to just, you know, like, Oh, I'll just go and do this. And go do, you know, it has to be curated. It has to be thought out. Um, and it has to be planned. And I, 
when I look at the rooms, I think they're the most, um, the coolest rooms because, and they have the soul in them too, because of that, that thought process and that journey, you know, it's, um, me going downtown and finding my vases and, 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 and loving that having that experience and, and looking for them and then putting them all together and be like, that's so incredible. That's so dope. And I love it. And it, and that's so everything, you know, and it's also me like, okay, I really love that chair. I'm going to save so I can get, you know, and so bringing those things together, but um, it doesn't have to be new, new, new and the latest thing and all of that, that, that for me is almost something anyone can do. You know, you just, you see an image and you go buy something, but it's the curation of bringing the right things together and the pieces together that, and, and, and having them live so harmoniously and, and beautifully and the pieces having conversation that that's the good stuff. Like, I think that's really the good stuff and, and makes, takes it from a, you know, a house to a home kind of thing. So. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Another Luther <laughs> reference. We're not going to go there. <laughs> Wait, are we are we going to get a song? Are we going to get a song? <laughs> no, no, you said Luther. I was like, I couldn't help it. <laughs> okay, so so top tips to just like quickly redefine your space or to give it some spark. I know there's some some tips that you have. I'm not going to spoil it, but like, what are some like things you could look at? It's like, Oh, you just change that, do that, add a little bit of that. Like what are the ways one can elevate their space in a, in a real simple and easy way? Color, color, colors, a big one. And if you feel like, well, well, bridge, you know, I don't, I don't want to change the color or, you know, you can, you can do it by um, even your accessories. You know, I can, I'll, I'll change a room by bringing a different color, flower into the room you know maybe my my mood is going you know i've had white flowers in there but now i'm going to do something pink and it makes it softer rather than you know that's what i mean by accessories you can throw things in there what uh, the rug that grounds the space you know all of a sudden you know you can change that um you know you maybe take it from a solid to a pattern and now it's got a whole different feel to it you know so one chair you know, if you want to say this room is feeling a little bit kind of one note, find a funky old vintage chair, throw it in there. You know, so don't become overwhelmed by this whole big thing. Just one one thing at a time. And the first thing is to walk into that room and say, okay, how do I want this to feel? How do I want this room to feel? And that's going to begin the process, you know, and it's like, okay, I want it to feel a little bit cozier. Is that by way of, you know, some big plush blanket that I'm going to throw on the side? Um, is that the curtains? Cause right now they're shears and they're see-through, but I want something heavy that brings more, more like dramatic in- energy. So like pick one thing to maybe to switch out and then it can sort of grow from there or not, you know, if that was the exact thing you needed to do, or maybe you want to now, you know, go to another item. But the very first thing is how do I want to feel in the space when I come in with myself and with my buddies? That's it. Yeah. And you have this phrase that I love, um, that lighting is the jewelry of the space. Could you yeah. talk a bit about that? What does that mean? Yes. Girl, what's going on? <laughs> so when you when you're you know, when you're all ready and you're you know, you're getting ready to go out and you're looking good and then you just want to throw on those pieces that just bring that finishing you know, that finishing touch, that, that bling or that moment. So 
that's how I think about lighting. It is that piece that now completes the story and completes the, the scene. You know, so yeah, that's how that's how I think. And I and I know it works different for different designers, but for me, I love to bring that in as the last piece that like, ah, I just own that space. That's it. You know, so what metal would I will I choose? And jewelry is made out of metals and you know, and, and lights can be made out of metals. And then you've got sort of the the clear glass, which could be like, you know, think of it as the diamond, or if you're gonna do some milky glass, which could be your pearl, you know, so it's thinking about it in that in that way, you know, so <laughs> yeah. I know a little crazy, but I can't help myself. <laughs> These so, are not professional tips. I thought this is how my brain works. I'm just <laughs> oh, you know, and you know what? Speaking speaking of the do's, what are some like don'ts? Like, what do you what do you see p- happen all, often? And you're just like, oh my god, I wish people would not do this. <laughs> Well, what's hard about that is, is that there's so much information out there, right? And so when people are just sort of getting all of this information about this is the look of the moment, or this is the look now, and then they do it, I would say maybe don't because you're in a little bit of time, you're not going to like it's it's really trending right now. So, so that's the look of the moment. And then soon enough, you're not going to really want to do that or have those pieces in there. And so being true to what matters to you is just so, so, so important. And it's interesting because I, I think so much about individuality in rooms, you know, telling a story all the way through, but making the rooms individual. And there have been all of these stamp looks that just have been happening and someone was asked this year um what they thought of how design was going and they said something really interesting it was just like i hope there's more individuality and i hope that people say that about my rooms like you i hope that you never look at my rooms and say oh yeah that's just a bridget that's a bridget romantic room because it feels like a stamp look because i i'm wanting to take in what's important to you, what you care about and, and make that beautiful, but, but never a stamp. So I would say um, definitely, yeah, you know, look at what's happening, but, but don't just do a complete, you know, that complete look, you know, like I love an organic table, but like they're everywhere or, you know, the wood lamp with the paper, you know, paper is everywhere. And, and I love those things, but people are just sort of taking all of those items and creating rooms. And I think they're going to look at them soon enough and want to change, change a lot of that out. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, like, did the, did the, did the fact factory, like making boot clay, <laughs> like have a sale or something? I'm like, what? Boot yeah. clay girl? Who, nobody, who go clean it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta do you, not, not the, not the, the stamp look that's out there. That for me is the biggest no, and that's definitely part of it. I mean, that's definitely, definitely part of it. Definitely part of it. You know, some something that people are really speaking out about now. I mean, obviously in the fashion space, it's a big, mm-hmm. um, it's a big topic, but you know, in design, I wonder, particularly when people are thinking about sustainability, 
Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that it can be a challenge. Like, is you know, is it a challenge finding like eco-friendly or sustainable pieces? Are clients mm-hmm. really looking for that? Are they asking about that? Where does that sit in the design landscape currently? It's more in the conversation than it's ever been before, and um, which is really great. And I think you know, vintage is a huge part of that. And I, I tell my clients that you know, yeah, let's reuse some existing. And I always put vintage in my rooms, always. And I and I also think it brings you know soulfulness too. So, um, so yes, it's more part of the conversation. And I and I love that because it used to be kind of where you had a choice of one or two items and they frankly weren't great, you know, versus now, like, like, you know, we're speaking about the methods by which things are being made and materiality and all of these things are being thought about in a new way. And so many of these makers and so many um, of, of, of my clientele, they want that to be part of the conversation and it hasn't happened where it's from the front door to the back door as of yet but it definitely has to be practiced and um and brought into homes more and more and more and more from the flooring to the carpets um to the paints to the uh the fabrics that are used so and i also notice that some great great companies are telling you like this was this is eco-friendly or this was designed in a sustainable way and i and i love that and it's more and more and more and more and so it's really it's wonderful but it is important and as we become aware of these things we have to we have to participate in 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 helping that um, become more of the conversation, but yeah, yes, you know, I, I love, I love this idea of bringing vintage in. Um, you know, I think because what what makes something sustainable, particularly when you're speaking about furniture, is just like just it being well made. Yeah, you know, that's one big part of it. You know, right. because then it becomes because then you could just reupholster it, or you could just do something exactly. slightly different to it. We don't have to fell a new, you know, set of trees in order to you know make this bench. Um, we could just and that's exactly what. It. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about too with this, with like the look of the moment when everyone rushes in to buy those pieces that are now and don't necessarily think about like, oh, in a couple of years, I'm not really going to want this, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And congrats on the release of your book. Oh, I was there you. for the signing Livable yes. Lux 2023. Yes. <laughs> uh, so could you tell us a little bit about what inspired this book and what readers can expect when they browse through those pages? Well, publishers had been approaching me for a minute and, and because, well, because my firm was, you know, a young firm in the respect that, it's five years old. And when I was um, being approached, it was three and a half years old and four years old. And I thought, no, because people who put out books have been doing this for 20 years. And, you know, so I was just like, no, 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 thank you so much. I don't feel like I should do that yet. Or, you know, I'm ready. But as I was speaking on panels or just speaking to people in the street, they wanted to know my story. And, and I'm aware that 
a big part of that is because I'm black. And so like, where did she come from? Where did she come from all of a sudden? And so, and, and when I'm speaking on these panels and these black designers and brown designers are kind of like, help us to understand what's happening here and how did this happen? And so I felt like, okay, I, I do want to share my story. And coffee table books are pretty pictures, which I love, but I, I wanted to have more of a, a, a deeper and soulful connection with the book. And so um, it was a case of telling my story with my mom and saying that, you know, things can be hard, but you can, you know, you can turn things around and, um, and believe and keep going. And I spoke about also my relationship with clients and, um, and how it's just, nobody cared that I was black. I mean, if they brought me in the room because I was black, then thank you. And they saw me great. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's great. Um, but when I mean, they didn't care, it, it wasn't a case of she can't come because and if anything, I've ended up with beautiful friendships and um, working with houses over and over and over again. So, um, so it was important to me to share the story of my design career thus far with anyone who it could encourage and um, see see themselves and in, in my my story and my journey. So that was just hugely important to me. Also, by the way. Girl, can you imagine this view, this sunset? It's just spectacular. And the light on that building behind you is crazy. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's everything. It's everything. It really is. Um, So we were talking about your book. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, we did discuss a bit about, you know, why you decided to release it. Um, But you were also talking about just like how you work with your clients. And I also want to slide in and say, Bridget, this entire time is always low key. But when she's talking about clients, she's talking about a little Gwyneth Paltrow. Maybe somebody you've heard called Beyonce. So (laughs) she's really hitting it from all levels. But for you, Bridget, you know, what were some of the other ways that you wanted uh, people to understand yourself and your work through the, your book, Livable Lux? Yeah. It was just, you know, talking about my journey and how I, how I see things, just my view on design and understanding my clients and then the wonderful relationships that were built through the process. Um, and it's really interesting to, to work on a book because you, you do look at your, your work and all of a sudden I felt like, wow, you know, I, I, I really am doing what I love and I, I, and this is amazing. It's really amazing, and I'm so grateful, and just so, um, just more fuel, just more fuel. Mm. Yeah, mm. you know, I, 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 I wonder because, so for me, right, like you know, photographer, creative director, mm-hmm. working all these spaces, sometimes I forget to reflect. Sometimes I forget to look back. And I think there's something to that process of just kind of going back and seeing like, okay, this is yeah. what I've been up to. Yeah. You know, and I think maybe reflection is something 
culturally we don't always have time to do because it's, it's go, go, go. It's tech, tech, tech. It's AI. It's, you know, it's hustle, grind. Like mm-hmm. you have to be everything to everybody. Content, mm-hmm. content creator. Like and mm-hmm. we rarely get a moment yep. to actually look at what we've been up to. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you looked back, what did who who did you see? I saw I saw joy. I saw hard work. Um, I saw a mission, you know, and I saw a love, um, and I saw a fight. Yeah, I saw I saw someone who was fighting to to say something, you know, to to say something and. Um, having a voice. And I think that's important in design that you have a point of view and a voice and you aren't just doing it because you think it's like, it's a, it's like the thing that is maybe cooler of the moment that you, that you really want to be in it and you mean it, you know, mm-hmm. and I saw mm-hmm. that, you know, and so that was nice. That was nice. And, you know, not only being a successful designer, you know, you're a mother, you have to, kids you know i i see you posted up looking gorgeous all the time and i'm sure someone would look and say oh she has it all <laughs> right but i know that's a bit of a misnomer you know how do you create that live work balance between you know being an active mother yeah. um you know raising two daughters um you know wife for a long period of time and then also you know this rocket fueled career in design balance that's a that's a challenging word i i because my girls aren't little girls anymore we have conversations we have family conversations and it's about what does your week look like you know uh what does my week look like where do we slide in making sure that we're together and connected? Um, and I have to give more this week than I did last week. And here's why and explaining to them. And it's constant conversation. It is constant, constant conversation to say, here's what's going on. I used to move so quickly that I was like, okay, you know, I gotta, I gotta go by, <laughs> you know, go ahead and I'll see you later. Bye. And then I found like, you know, the girls were calling me and kind of like, hey, hey, mom, what's happening here? And I felt like, oh, my gosh, they need my time to explain here's what's happening and here's why. And again, always knowing that they come first. And so having that dialogue and that conversation and a shared like family calendar, being able to see where everyone is and what's going on is hugely important. And I think um, brings a comfort. And then in terms of, you know, the self-care that, that we need, that I'm, is a work in progress for sure. And some, sometimes I can really do it, you know, in other times I'm like, Oh, I haven't even, you know, looked out for myself in, you know, in a week or something, but I realized I have to do that. Absolutely have to do that. Um, because if we don't, how do, how does everything else move forward? You know? So, so, um, that's really important, but the word balance is hard because the balance and the shift is different, almost like week to week, you know, 
And I'm trying to make sure I get up in the morning and I spend, you know, five to 10 minutes wherever it feels comfortable for me to like meditate and, and just hone in and start the day. Um, and then I try to, to work out like three times a week. I, I, and I'm honest, I'm saying I, I try and some weeks I can do it. Some weeks I don't, I don't make it, you know, maybe it's one time or something, but um, but it's always a work in progress. I'm always, always a work in progress, you know? So, yeah, but my girls, they know, gosh, they know that I'll come running anytime. Um, but because they have things that they want to do and their friends, you know, where they might not want to be with me as much as it used to, <laughs> you know, I, there, there's room for that too. But I love being that we're the house that they want to bring all their friends to and that they have their events here and all that. It's really, really fantastic and great. So even if they don't let me in the room, I'm still upstairs. So it's fine. You know, and then and it's that time usually that I can spend, you know, doing something for myself or continuing to work. But we know we're such a team, you know. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. And 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 you were you were with Mark uh, Romanek for a very long time yeah. as well. And this is also okay. Yeah. You know, Bridget. I don't know. How, you have sat at the intersection of like <laughs> so much culture. Um, Guys, you could also Google Mark Romanek. Uh, he's essentially the reason why I wanted to be a music video director. You oh, know the videos. God. You know, yeah. Michael Jackson, uh, Janet Jackson's Scream. He directed uh, a video for Beyonce's Lemonade, like Jay-Z. I mean, he's, this is le like legend. And yeah. it's so funny. I was looking through some of his videos and I noticed some a little design, some key pieces out in there. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what Bridget was around <laughs> setting up. You know, some of this no. stuff early. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Mark is, um, man, he's so like ridiculously talented, you know, just ridiculously talented. And he's, he has great style and great taste. And, um, you know, if anything, like just learning from him or just watching him to like do interesting things, it's all, you know, it's good stuff. It's really, it's really good stuff. Yeah, he's so talented. It's crazy. Oh, amazing. Well, you know, speaking of a little Amar Fati and not to get, uh, you know, I know you're always thinking about what those last days are going to look like, but, you know, for you, how would you like to be remembered in the world of interior design? I would, oh, wow. No one's ever asked me that. Thanks, Dario. Um, okay, so um, I, would, I would like to be remembered as someone that, brought joy into rooms um, and joy into into my spaces um, and someone that did things a little differently and that had a voice that resonated with people for those reasons, you know, that I bring joy and individuality and um, support and enhancement, you know, to, to my clients, to my, to my, gosh, to my colleagues, um, 
to anyone that that I could, anybody that I could bring those things to, you know, that, that, that that's what I leave. Mm. I have some more questions, but we're going to just have to do that another time. Cause I know, <laughs> I know there's more coming out of the Romanex studio um, <laughs> beyond interior design. I just, you know, feel it in my bones, but uh, we'll, we'll save that for another time of where, where you're going. Um, before I ask my last question, Bridget, I just want to thank you for, for just showing up today and also just acknowledge just the incredible work that you are doing, not only um, out in the world, but also on yourself, right? I think like listening and betting and having the courage to like invest and like jump off the cliff, right? Into a new direction is something that, you know, um, you know, Maya Angelou says that of all the virtues, courage is the most important because without that, you can't consistently practice any of the others. And Ooh. so, you know, not only is it an interior design, you know, in an environment, but it's also an interior design in yourself that you've been really working on. And I think what really unites us and how we both ended up in this space of design is this real understanding that, you know, just as things can be designed, they are also designing you. And I think we don't realize how important environments, spaces um, mm -hmm. are really affecting our, our well-being. Um, and so in many ways you are, a, a type of health practitioner, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, an unlikely <laughs> sort, but you are you are in the space of wellness, and mm -hmm. I look forward wow. to dwelling in one of <laughs> your spaces very very soon. So anyway, yeah. I just want to acknowledge and thank you. It's it's a joy. It's an yeah. absolute joy. Thank you. Thank genuinely. Thank you for thinking of me. I'm so honored to be here with you, and I just I I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course. Okay, last question. Yeah. What if you had everything at your behest? Okay. Which seems like you which just seems like you do. Um what is the world you imagine for the future? The world I imagine for the future is one where we're just we're judged on who we are are as people, you know, in our, in our character. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's it. And we can decide if someone's a good person or maybe not a good person based on strictly their character and how they move about in, in the world. That's the world that I, that I, dream of maybe that sounds silly but um that's what i would love and i would also love people to be able to live in environments that are supportive to them and that are um where they need to be where they feel safe uh, our world is really really um a scary one and, and full of chaos and so a place where everyone could go and just be and have because that's almost a luxury you know <clears throat> for so many of us especially for people that look like us to just be able to just be is a real luxury and it's like you said before we don't even have the time to sit down and be like oh i'm feeling this mood today or i'm feeling that mood today or maybe i want to just do this you know so i i would like for people to be able to have a have a support system and be in a place where they can just be to even have the time to dream of what they want to do 
and be in the world. That's beneficial to all of us. So absolutely and so it is and so it is next time next time girl you're gonna you're gonna be singing you gave us a little you gave us a couple oh, notes this time oh, and next oh, time oh absolutely absolutely I, we can sing a duet girl out let's go <laughs> we'll take it on the road we'll design yeah. the and then sing it though sing it party you know oh my god okay let me let me stop before i get start cutting up Thank you all so much for joining us today. Bridget spoke about the importance of space as a means of self-expression and empowerment. Well, look around. What does your space say to or about you? Special shout out to Margaret, Michaela, and the entire Romantic Design Studio team. The Institute of Black Imagination is an independent nonprofit organization. Our opening and closing theme music is composed by yours truly. Our funding partners include the Mellon Foundation, seeking to build just communities where ideas and imagination can thrive. Learn more about them at melon.org. And we appreciate you so much for joining us. Bridget's insights have been truly captivating. Connect with us and share your thoughts over on Instagram and Twitter at Black Imagination. And don't forget to explore this conversation and others at blackimagination.com. And if you want to stay in the loop about our latest developments, including our new physical space, upcoming guests, and more, make sure to subscribe to our newsletter. You can find that link down in the show notes. And of course, a final shout out to our team here at the FBI, our producer, KT Thompson, art direction and design by River Wildman, digital content, Vicky Garcia, our production assistant, Noah Leche, our archivist, Kyle Warner, and our sound engineer and original intro music is composed by Adam Radice. Bridget reminds us that we have so much agency in how we feel. And that begins with some interior design. Stay curious and keep dreaming. <laughs>